take a deep breath. Or I guess, no, that's not how I probably, I want to go like, hold your breath. There we go. It's, it's a new episode of Lame. The Lexington, what, 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 was, what, what was I supposed to Authori- say? Oh, God, authoritarian? The, no, not that. Come uh, on, that's easy. That's table stakes. The uh, it, administrative, administrative, in, administered, administered. Yeah, the there Lexington administered Marxist experience. All right, I'm Aaron and I'm Jenry, and it's the uh, 21st of October, Shut 2022. Uh, my agenda um, that I wrote says it's the uh, 9th of October. If you want to know where we've been, um, well, my agenda says full communism now. That's oh really? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, this is ostensibly a news <clears throat> podcast about Lexington. If you've ever wondered what the Herald Leader was like, if a communist was trying to explain it to you without you looking at it, you've come to the right place. Um, and, uh, and sometimes things not from the Herald Leader, like I have stuff not from the Herald Leader today. That's true. Yeah. It's, it's not, you know. All actually, me neither. Actually, I have, I have. Um, oh, we'll get to it when we get to it. Okay. Right. First headlines. First news article, folks. You may be seeing a lot of ads for um, uh, Denotra Gunther for um, uh, district. No, for circuit. Yes. No. District. It's for district. Um, and uh, you may be asking. Who is she running against? Well, folks, she's running against no one because um, uh, about a week and a half ago, Shannon Brooks, the woman running um, the uh, other candidate running for this district position, um, withdrew from the race after she was diagnosed with breast cancer. <gasps> um, so, uh, yeah, um, she doesn't want to have to run a campaign and be on chemo. They would probably kill you, right? That's pretty understandable. Um, Understandable. So, um, uh, Denotra Gunther handed the easiest, um, easiest, uh, campaign to keep your, um, keep your position. Although district judge kind of table stakes anyways. Hey, I don't have the article in front of me, but, um, I saw that some guy was on Facebook. Um, I don't know what County it's in either. I just want to, it's more, this is more of a joke than an actual news article, although it is news and someone might actually know what it is. And if you do know, write in, I would love to follow this guy's campaign. LamePod at ProtonMail.com. Yes. Um, What's our Twitter? At LamePod. Yeah. Get us there. Um, And uh, this guy announced that he was starting last week, like a few days ago announced on Facebook that he was uh, doing a write-in campaign for a district judge election uh-huh. and in a race that already has two candidates running against each other. It's not like one dropped out or whatever. Uh-huh. And um, I just got to say, what a time to start that campaign machine up. I don't even think you could get a mailer out if you wanted to. Because <clears throat> how many weeks are we away from the election? Uh, less than three. Exciting. Uh, yeah, folks, the election, the lame election watch is getting closer and closer. Um, wow. Remember in November and uh, what is it? Decision 2022. Decision 2022, folks. Mm. Um, anyways, uh, also get unlimited digital access. Subscribe now for just $2 for two months. Claim offer. 
I highlight every time I have to read the Herald Leader, I, tr- I, I, I try to make sure that you all know that I'm getting these ads, and I am someone that pays for the Herald Leader. $2 for two months. $2 for two months, get now claim offer. I already pay. Stop asking me, man. Um, I was like, you already got me. To- it's so stupid. Um, and I mean, it's been like this for like how many months now? Ever since we bought a probably ever since we bought a Herolude, yeah. Um, anyways, um, oh, Blake Hall wire service, folks. This is an exclusive uh, for Lame. It's a little old, a little stale. I mean, the information is probably still relevant. It's but been um, sitting on the shelf for a little bit. This was this information was handed to me on the day we were going to originally record, um, and, and which did not happen. Um, uh, if you all remember the North Limestone Road Diet. Yeah, putting in a bike lane. And we said, um, that's sad that it's going to, that that everyone's just going to, you, you get the bike lane, but everyone that parks is just going to open their driver door up onto you. Um, well, it turns out the people that designed the damn thing agree with us. Blake Hall was speaking to um, either, depending on who you ask, a guy from planning division or a guy from the Metro planning organization, um, Hmm. about, um, uh, about, um, like what they're, what they're doing, what the logic is getting into the mind. This is what we love doing on lame, getting into the mind of the civic employee, you know, Mm -hmm. guy that works for the government. Um, what's going on in there? What's in their going brains? on as, as a, as a communist, I of course, um, dream that one day we can all work for the government. Um, everyone gets a government job. Everyone gets a no sh- Everyone gets a no call, no show government job. Um, you, you, you come in for four hours of work a year and the roads do get paved. Um, just maybe not by you. Uh, I got some weird looks the other day when I was telling everyone, when I was telling someone that I was like, man, I, I and ironically, would have been like a big QEP long guy if I was alive in the 30s. <laughs> Folks, every man a king. Anyways, um, apparently they're not happy with the door zone bike lane, but um, they're going, they're, they're trying, they're doing it to better integrate with the rest of the road because they're only doing it for a few blocks because this is folks, and I hate to even say it, and I hate to even give any credence to this idea by airing it, but this is a uh, it's being built. kind of a cities love doing this pilot program stuff, you know. They're like, oh, we're doing this as an experiment, and then like when they shut down Short Street or whatever, you know, they should just start doing stuff and leaving it there and stop building it as experimental. This is our experiment, but actually, it's uh, indefinite. Yeah, that's how I would describe this podcast. Um, the goal of this is to mainly show people that they can take it down to one car lane and it will still work is the direct quote. Um, they also want to give a designated space to bikes where there is none. Um, but of course folks, the secret real end goal. Um, this is sometimes when I read Blake Hall correspondence, I kind of start thinking like QAnon type, like, um, like don't worry, Patriots, the storm is coming. He's working behind the scenes to put all those, Bicating freaks um, behind bars or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm making uh, uh, Preston Worley walk around with an ankle monitor because he's secretly under arrest type thing. Um, uh, anyway. <laughs> um, the, end, the, the quote, real end goal is a fully separated two-way bike lane. 
or cycle path. Um, and uh, it would go all the way from Maine uh, to at least maybe just to the 7th, um, to 7th Street, not the 7th. It is, I guess, technically the 7th Street. Just yeah, Maybe just to 7th, but it's still yeah. a big project. Okay, stop. I'm not, uh, yeah, yeah. Whose show is it? It's our show. It's true. It is our show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's your side. It's true. It's my side. Um, uh, so, yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to read the propaganda, the, the Yimby propaganda that Blake put at the <clears> end of that. Um, I'm, I, don't, I, I can fight the mind virus. You don't ha- I do it so you don't have to. Kidding. Well, here's what I'm wondering. We heart you, Blake. <clears throat> like... Why don't they just do it? This is uh, this is an excellent. I mean, uh, probably because like people would get upset, but like this is what I can't. This is something that I've never understood about government. Is that like, like, uh, like you can kind of just if you have sort of it's really comes down to sort of a group like, um, like, like resolve of will mm-hmm. really like when we say there's no political will i mean i don't know i'm not even talking about like oh the people aren't happy about it or, or whatever i'm like i'm like how dedicated can i get a team of like government employees to just go out and just uh do it well here's what i'm saying you know, this like, is what mayor daly had that we know ne- we, we could never if the if the end goal is to have a two-lane bike lane up and down north limestone yeah like I guess because their city council will vote no on it because it probably has to go through them to get approved. I, I also thought so. for some reason I guess North Lime isn't a state highway. I guess it obviously isn't. It can't be a state highway yeah. if they're doing this. Um, but like yeah, if the end goal is to do that, like barring other like I don't know, barring like unforeseen council factors, why don't they just do it? Yeah, right. Um, I don't know. Uh, once again. Um, because the people are going to be mad that either way. I was talking to Blake about this. Just it's really it's like it's like it's like uh, both both us and Blake have uh, Blake I think dedicates considerably more hours to it of the week, but we both are sort of have a uh, or like are like hobbyist like really desperately trying to understand, not even necessarily to communicate it to other people, but just like just so we ourselves understand it. Claire stopped texting me during the show. Um, and um, <laughs> that's our, yeah. Can we go ahead, Aaron, give the plug? Oh, from Claire Thompson. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Because she loves it when you do that. She loves it when it happens. Anyway, it, I mean, I was talking to Blake with this. just like, why the fuck is it so hard to figure out anything? You'd think with all the resources and like, just like side hobbyist guys that are paid to do this. <clears throat> like, I mean, man. Not to dig on him. Not even David Kloiber, a guy on council running for mayor, necessarily understands a lot of these. Like, like this is, this is something that communism can do for you, folks. It can make it simple. We're just sending some guys out there, and they're going to do it. It was democratically centrally decided. It, it's it's all right, man. <laughs> Remain calm. We fucking considered it all right. Um, which is, I gotta say. Uh, stealth perk of democratic centralism. You can just kind of do it. Well, you know, I'm thinking like, if we if we really like put together a crack team here, you know, it's gonna get us, yeah, Blake Hall, okay, Peter Bourne, uh, all right, and uh, what's this, Danny Danny Mayer? 
Who did the who did the Dude, I'm not putting I'm not hanging out. I'm not getting in a room with those people. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's like And then and then also and then also like the, the all staff of, city of council, Civic Lex, the maybe. Staff of Civic Lex. Yeah. And um like like Hannah Legree, James Brown, like I like, give Richard Young a Glock. Um <laughs> and and the mayor. And we get all of us into a room and we say we're none of us are leaving this room. Until we figure out what's up with this bike lane. We would start having to eat each other slowly one by one. Um, which is why Richard Young has a clock. <laughs> And then we elect who gets to have the glove. Yes, it's uh, it's it's like a, the speaking stick. Yeah. Um, mother says it's my turn on the clock. <laughs> Nobody leaves this room till we get a comprehensive road plan for North Limestone. Literally, I'm just like, and we and we call it we call it the road diet, but like diet isn't a council. Okay. All right. Um, I. I final point on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we can talk about this forever, right? One of the things that I would offer as the as the commissar of Lexington uh-huh. um, is a uh, I think something that Lexington desperate that all American cities desperately need if you get if they're serious about the whole urbanism stuff is an entirely in house engineering and fat and construction um, thing like you need to just be able the mayor needs to just like pick up a phone and just send some guys out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that's true in many cases, but I'm talking like I need, cause when I be, when David Kloiber tries to do a little Khrushchev moment, um, uh, <laughs> he starts, he starts, he gets a tank and aims at the city building. Well, and starts I, shooting it. Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not referring to that Khrushchev moment. I'm referring to the, uh, to the, uh, just, just going hog wild building like, uh, cement block apartments. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like you could just do that. Right. And mm. I, I feel like, like uh, the conditions for that to arise easily in Lexington predicate, having an entirely in-house team of s- people that work on like like on civic construction and stuff you know and just just stuff that you can just like a team that we know we're just going to do shit just guys i need you to just go out today we need to just fucking build a ha- build build a build an apartment block real quick out of cement please um you Prefer- know preferably preferably um cuz it lasts you know um but uh i don't know that's end of the day on end, end of the into the thought on that i just once again frustrating that we simply couldn't just get it but of course um when they build it we of course will be giving a review of the bike lanes probably by the time they live it i'll be living in lexington again little life update for you all but uh generally life update generally life update um uh keep following and maybe one day you'll get my social too security number um anyways uh, I think there's a dash in there. What? There's a dash in your social. I'm gonna, <laughs> folks. If you're, this is just me, you listener. It's just me and you. There's actually two dashes in my social security. There's, there's at least one dash. Stop. Okay. All right, all, right, all right. We're we're on two different bits right now, folks. I'm burying the hatchet with the Lexington Times. Um, I thought they were goofy, um, but turns out, turns out they're. Um, at least the whoever the Lexington Times web editor, uh, Kavid Doiber. Um, uh, <laughs> not not Kavid Doiber. <laughs> Clavid? I think that Clavid Doiber. 
Kavid Deloiber. Kavid Deloiber? <laughs> I like Kavid Deloiber. <laughs> Have you? Uh, you've definitely talked about your theory on the podcast, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, we talked about it last episode. Whatever. Oh, last right. month. Yeah, literally. Um, last time we met in the last era, we had different hairstyles and um, whatever. Anyway, uh, kind of a long <laughs> article, but basically, um, uh, weirdly enough, because when the Lexi, because when we first heard, when I first heard about the Lexington Times, I was bashing them for uh, constantly reporting on crime or whatever, and like building this whole, um, uh, like basically just being sort of like a level a kind of copaganda or whatever. Mm-hmm. Weirdly enough, here's a Lex Times article accusing uh, the Lexington Police Department itself of doing like copaganda basically heartbreaking worst person you know makes good point yeah literally i mean literally right um uh basically like um i they're they're also talking about how they're like i'm not gonna get into the whole article i'm just i'm trying to pick a thread here but it's a little it's hard to i should have done more highlighting um but uh basically it's like it's it's just it's just about PR for the Lexington Police Department and how this one reporter on LAX 18 like basically manipulated a poll um, into getting this whole like um, I forget like what the actual I don't have the photo because I just copied God damn it anyways um, uh, like basically she was posting this poll I think it was like an opinion poll on. Um, the police are about crime, like what needs to be done about crime or whatever. Uh, but she posted it on this Facebook group that had banned the Lexington times for pointing this out or whatever, but it's a Facebook group where, um, apparently prior to publishing this article, it considered any speech critical of law enforcement, hate speech. (laughs) That's awesome. My boys in blue need their safe space, man. Um, I mean, it's really uh, some of the most delicate people out there. Um, uh, anyways, um, basically, um, like, uh, I guess, uh, Lexington Times are actually out there fighting the good fights, so, um, I guess keep it up. Um, and, uh, speaking, actually, of more gun violence, um, Lexington releases, and by Lexington, I do mean Mayor Linda Gordon, Releases a four-year strategic plan on gu- youth gun violence. See what's in it by Beth Musgrave. By the end of this decade, there will be no crime in the city. Ich bin ein. By the end of this decade, ich bin ein Berliner. <laughs> we cho- <laughs> we choose to deploy Divine Karama not because it is easy, but because it is hard. Because uh, he has won Lexington. Yes, because I like his tracks. <laughs> um, Could you imagine? That's that's why that's why she's been doing it this whole time. She's a big Divine Karama. Divine. Fan. I'm just such a fan of your music. I don't know why I'm giving her the Owen Wilson voice, but it's kind of close. Um, anyway, uh, a Lexington program designed to tackle risking, tackle rise, sorry, tackle rising youth gun violence unveiled a four-year strategic plan. Um, come on, man, five-year right there. Uh, that On Friday, that calls for more community partnerships wah, wah, to address intervention and prevention strategies, which and that also asks for more funding. One Lexington, one Lexington, which was started to tackle a rising gun violence. She's—it's not a quote. I just can hear her in it. 
Um, and those in their 20s, uh, rising gun violence in those in their 20s, has been, a long, has been more than a year on a long-term plan. Some of these goals include expanding street outreach capacity by 50%, whatever this means, increasing outreach to more diverse communities. Holy shit, what does that mean? I thought that's what you were kind of doing, right? Already? Like, isn't that the bit? Like, what, have you just been reaching out to all, like, the white kids in Heartland this entire time? Um, expanding high school and middle school programs to identify students at risk for gun violence. Identify, not treat. Um, whatever this means. Uh, increasing funding sources to tackle various prevention, intervention, and reentry programs. So, like many things with the Gordon administration, like, like, it's... They're they're paying homage to the idea that like there is some sort of like community level solution to sort of like like just like rising alienation and um, poverty and violence and all these things like that, right? Except of course, um, uh, not to not to get a little like Lenin one hundred and one with you or whatever i guess marks 101 or whatever it's like it's like the state and i mean literally stop me if i've said this before in this podcast is incapable of solving these problems right because it is it uh, the um because to really solve this problem the the kind of cha- the kind of like shot in the arm that society would need um uh is is not really prohibited mostly by i'm gonna go ahead and say it Property laws, and and the like, um, uh, the, the foreshadowing for the next article I'm reading, I guess. Um, it has been clear from the beginning that one Lexington needs outside support and community involvement," said Mayor Linda Gordon. What? That just means they ran out of funding. Yeah, I mean, okay. The city unveiled a new micro-grant program um, that supports organizations already involved in violence prevention. The plan was developed with the help of Cities United, not to be confused with Citizens United, um, a nonprofit that works with more than 80 cities across the country on violence prevention efforts in the University of Kentucky's Community Innovation Lab, something I've heard of right now. That sounds like Seven Hills Lab. (sighs) It's just the lab part, but yeah. Divine Karama, director of One Lexington. So the city also looks at evidence-based models that stop gun violence, but is also tailoring programs directly to Lexington. Whatever this means. Karama has helped, you know, like when a Maoist talks about, like, it's about (laughs) addressing the specific specific conditions of a given area. Like, no shit, man. Do you know what I mean? Um... (laughs) Communism with Lexington characteristics. I mean, like, I know there's no other way to speak broadly about something without speaking broadly about it, but I'm just like, every time I'm like, hard out to the Maoists, all five of you. Um, but still, I'm like, God, you guys. Anyways. Well, Lexington has different material needs than the rest of the country. It's, in a way, true. Um, uh, although we're quickly becoming like the rest of it. Spoiler alert for the next article. <gasps> Um, oh my goodness! Yeah, stay uh, tuned. Okay, um, whatever. I'm just scrolling. All right. <sighs> the city has seen a 50 percent reduction in kids aged 13 to 19 involved in homicide this year compared to last year. 
okay, there were 20 in 2021, and there have only been 10 this year. Go team. I guess, although I feel like the – all right. Oh, how, how over, ugh, however, overall homicides have increased. The city recently set a record of 38 homicides within two months – With oh, sorry, with two months left in the year. It's a yearly total. Homicides and shooting have been a key topic in the November general election for mayor. Lexington favorite Urban County Councilman David Kloiber, Gordon's challenger, has pushed the city to adopt group violence innovation intervention strategies, a model that targets services to people who have been involved with gun violence. It's a model other cities have used that has worked, he has said. <laughs> yeah, very word, weird, very weird wording. Um, I did my research on this. Trust okay, me. I gotta works. say, if you're just like me, <clears throat> okay, once again, back to the whole like, get every single expert like 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 hobbyist civic guy or whatever like in 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 a room and uh like explain the difference between GVI and one Lexington right um i like um i like the idea that group violence intervention actually is not what david Kluber thinks it is and it's just um we just get a group of people and they're intervening using violence that's what i think that would work I think if you sort of got like, if you just like got a bunch of guys together and they were packing heat, uh, <clears throat> I mean, you can do a lot of stuff. You could, maybe could even have like multiple groups of them, and they could have like colors or something okay. to signify them. And okay, then they the could have colors like, is cute. What are you? Going and they could have like competitions with each other. Wait, and what? Just, like, what are you? Wait, what are you going on? Well, they could just be like you know like rivals with each other and then like they each have like this this like one we'll call like one group like a the like, majority no like a gang or something like that and then oh i see you're going for gang i thought you were going for like like the mensheviks and i oh, that could be fine yeah i was that's because uh, i was going to be like if you get a bunch of guys with guns together you could like storm the winter palace oh that works yeah okay well that's what, what if, i was i think that would yeah, be a more well, if we just get a bunch of like hey, what's workers. up with those haitian gangs I don't you, I actually don't know anything about the Haitian gangs. What the fuck? Derailing this podcast real quick. What the fuck is okay. The everyone wants the the prime minister of Haiti to go away and mm-hmm. and, and to end and for the UN occupation of that country to end, right? I heard the US might be occupying them. Again, yeah, for a clot there, but in in the people that seem to be doing something about it are gang are gangs i'm not entirely okay. s- i i can't tell what the what they actually are like are they like revolutionary parties are they like literally just like organized crime that has like take it that has become such a large part of society that they're doing just like political action like because they're blockading the port of prince um harbor or whatever and i'm okay. just like and i'm like and i'm like i'm like so i'm like are you guys like what's next like are they just gangs i mean this is what i can't figure out or whatever because it's really hard i gotta say even sort of the libs out there like the real like progress like i was like i like to listen to democracy now in the mornings um with amy goodman with amy with your Rock host Gonzalez. amy good shut up all right um <laughs> it looks like you do too um not anymore i stopped listening to, yeah. to democracy now every time that you get on there it'd be like a million people have died in this scenario in this yeah in this it's event. hard to, it's a hard to it's a hard to listen to show but even she's like <clears throat> even she's like uh she's like she's like she's like she's like the government of Haiti is asking the United Nations to free itself from its gang occupation 
And I'm like, and I'm like, do you not want to interrogate that at all, Amy? Like, what? Like, what's going on here? Everyone is sort of like, hey, okay, so there's gangs, and it's like, I don't, okay, yeah, I don't know if you how much you guys know about like the history, recent modern, recent history of the Haitian people or whatever, but there has just been like a, like, it has been a truly bipartisan across the world issue, or whatever, that there's going to be the core group, which is like a UN affiliated group that's mostly led by the United States that just runs a military occupation of that country, right? And they also cannot stop giving the people of Haiti cholera. They can't stop dumping their shit into their drinking supply, basically. They can't get rid of it. Yeah, man. Um, Anyway, it's the brief foreign foreign desk, foreign foreign (laughs) policy desk here at Lame. What the the fuck is up with Haiti, man? Um, And that is how not interesting the mayoral election in Lexington (laughs) is. Um, uh, you were telling me about a, your ranking. <laughs> you were going to make a tier list for the candidates. We make, I think this would be fun. Yeah. We do a lame live stream. Yeah. And we do. Can you, um, can we do like an audio live stream, but like not over the radio? Like probably somewhere we should do this. Yeah. Like on, 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 on election night. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry folks. Um, so yeah, I think we do like a tier list. Um, and I was like, well, you know, we could do this. It could be fun. But then I think I think about it, and I'm like, well, there's two candidates, and they're okay. really both F tier. Right. So, <laughs> so it would not be that interesting. We'd have to, okay, Mayor Linda Gordon. Um, what what do we have to say about her? Well, uh, I um, don't. I she presided not, over the pandemic. I would not. She's a registered nurse. She's a registered nurse. I would not vote for her. Um, I don't know. Kind of, kind she's of just got, like defaulted divine Karama. Yeah, for a lot she's of things. got one Lexington. Um, um, so for that, I'm going to put her in the F tier. Yeah. Um, David Kloiber, uh, uh looks like his parents dressed him every single day. Well, that's it's all true of everyone that graduated from Lexington Catholic. So um, um, doesn't uh, he keeps talking about this GVI thing? Uh, he had a f- he he did a it, definitely the most Reddit candidate we've had in a while in Lexington. Yeah, did it did an AMA. Two AMAs. Um, two AMAs. Got the Teamsters endorsement. He's wants to bring 5G to Lexington. Wants to bring 5G to Lexington, um, but won't, doesn't understand what Complete Streets means. So, yeah, yeah F tier. You know, that AMA had a lot of bus talk in it, which I liked. Yeah. Um, but uh, the problem with guys like David Kloiber is that if you ask him a question about something and you sound smart enough, he'll go, yeah. Totally. Yeah, man, let's do that. I'll, yeah, I'm for it. I'm for it, man. I'm for it. Like, mm-hmm. like that's nothing. I mean, that's really... And that's when you have to be like, all right, David Kloiber. Okay, man, what do you... What... Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, you suggest to him, like, why don't we have a democratically elected government formed by, uh, oh, I don't know, uh, like, the workers? <laughs> Just, just give him like hardball, like <laughs> yeah. And there's like, there's oh, like, oh, not um, really read up on your Rosa Luxemburg, are you? There's David like, Kluiber? there's like, a, there's like a, a forceful, uh, but peaceful, uh, like transition to power, and um, you know, the workers kind of like own the factories that they work in. Wouldn't it be nice to to own your workplace? David, David Kloiber, are you like, in, are you in favor of the United Front government in Kerala, um, <laughs> or do you th- or do you think it is straight in its path and will not achieve true communism in its in, that, in its tactics? Right, um, and that's what you really got to start hitting David Kloiber with. <laughs> 
Do you gotta ask David Clover? David Clover, will, will group violence intervention help the people of Haiti? Hey, David Clover, what do you think about Tibet? <laughs> speaking of speaking of foreign lay of the, the the foreign policy desk, the way that the way that everyone has been like, it's the twentieth twentieth communist Chinese Communist Party Congress. What what will this mean for the world? This is like numerology shit. They're trying to figure Dude, out what's going to happen. I have no fucking clue. The way that like I've read so many once, it's just like the Haiti thing. I've read so many articles about it. I've got nothing. I mean nothing in one of your. It's all just nothing. It is all just, just nothing. They're, like, they're like, oh, dude, oh my god, they're like, they're like, they're like after President Xi mishandled the pandemic so badly, and I was like, and I was like, I don't. Well, like you turn it around, you can turn it around and be like, the uh, the uh, two hundred uh, or the, the the five the one hundred fifty second meeting of the United States Electoral College is happening. Literally, soon. right? I mean, like and, it's like, really. What are the what are the electors going to do? You know, uh, Joe Biden actually over half the pandemics. Pause it. They do do that, but just with the Federal Reserve. The Federal the Fed is meeting today. What will one fucking guy named Jerome Powell do? The Federal Reserve is not even a public institution that's what's so insane about it they just call themselves the federal reserve the uh and the lexington like the lexington planning commission is meeting today dude we should make a lexington planning commission or whatever or some some word that sounds very similar to yeah, like yeah, planning yeah. um the lexington planning corps lexington lpc yeah and um we just start now, oh, whoops, we're doing council communism. Uh-oh. Um, what, what, what are you cooking um, up there, Aaron? Place, um, planning, Lexington, and uh, centralism. What's the E? Don't say experience. Excellence. Shut. All right. <laughs> we almost had something. This is uh, This is what it's like talking to Aaron every day. Aaron's <laughs> like, I got a new... Got a new acronym that I'm just cooking up right now, and it's something like that. Anyways, <laughs> um, okay, now, oh god, I need to actually probably table this article. I need to table this article. I'm going over time, folks. You will just have to hear the big article next week, which we're definitely doing a podcast next week. Yeah, of course. All right, cool. <laughs> um, okay, well, I guess with that, I yield my time. No problem. All right. Um, you're listening to the middle section. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, oh, Aaron's not strong enough to, to to finish the podcast. Oh, my God. Well, you know, there's this, like, there's this, like, um, virus going around. Um, it's, like, I don't know. It's, it's really, it's really just, like, affecting people. Uh, I've got, like, professors out. I've got students out. I've got me out. Yeah, man. Um, I got my family out. Everybody's just out with this virus. My boss just kind of wants me to come to work anyways. Yeah. So I'm like, whatever, man. You know, and I had it, and I'm still recovering. Was whatever it, this virus is. Was it, was it COVID? That's, I don't know. Well, it ain't testing. No one's testing positive. I was testing positive. Um, um, anyway, but what you can test positive session? for listening to Lane. Oh, God. Ding. Oh, <laughs> clocked. Um, <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at LamePod. You can email us at LamePod at ProtonMail.com. And um, 
Have we gotten any emails in the first time mail? I haven't checked. Uh, me either. <laughs> Folks, don't worry. After this podcast is over, I am checking that email. Um, leave us a review on iTunes, uh, preferably five stars. Yes, please. Same thing. Same deal goes for Spotify. Yeah, Spotify. Um, share this with your friends. Share this with your mother. Share this with people who you think would benefit from um, an, an analysis of things that are happening on the planet Earth. Not many people are talking about this damn city in a way that is sounds like healthy. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like a normal person's talking to you? Yes. This is what we offer to you. We we pretend to be normal for about an hour every week. Yes. Oh, man. And you should see the freaky shit we do with our recording. <laughs> if you met us in real life, you would have no fucking clue we did this show. That's all I'm saying. I sound crazy different off the mic. <laughs> Anyways, well, I don't with, know. It's terrible advertisement just, for the show. Yeah, terrible bit. Um, with that, let's go to side B. And we're, we're here, baby. We're here. <laughs> side B, the Lexington administered Marxist experience. Um, we, okay, well, not we. I don't know why I said we. I yeah watched. Um, so there's a man. His name is Jeff Young. You may have heard of him. He's running for the sixth congressional district of uh, for for Kentucky to represent us. In and the I'm US on my hands and knees begging you to vote for this guy. That does he get the lame endorsement? I think we already gave it the lame. Yeah, endorsement. he gets the lame endorsement. He gets the lame endorsement. Obviously, if you don't understand, um, I think you have to have an opinion of Congress. Um, at the end of the day, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he went on KET solo. Oh, finally. For about uh, 20 minutes of just no unadulterated Jeff Young. They're letting him out. All They're right. letting him out. Well, here's the thing, though. KET, extremely critical to Jeff Young. Oh, God, yeah. Well, let me say this. It's He did sue them. Um, well, he, he sued the Democratic Party. Or did, he sue K- did he sue KET as well? Yes, he sued KET for not... In- he sued a lot of guys. Well, he's just he just really likes litigating. He's yes. some, something to do. And... Um, very critical of him. Um, he was talking about how he supports Medicare for all. They're like, they're like, Mr. Young, you support Medicare for all, and he's like, Yes, I do. I believe it's the right of all Americans. And they cut him off. And they're like, How do you plan to pay for it? And I'm like, I'm like, we, Jesus, man, we've been through this, dude. I was really expecting them to be critical of him in like the more obvious ways. Oh, but... we'll get to it. Um, they were critical about him uh, talking about how he wants to uh, impeach Joe Biden and like everybody in in the government right now. Uh-huh. And they're like, they're like, so let's get this straight. You want to impeach Joe Biden and Donald Trump? And, yes. And he was like, yes, they're war criminals. That's awesome, man. Dedicated. Uh, my my favorite thing was he's like, he's like, I'm for peace. What I want to see at the end of the day is, you know, if I look at the horizon and there is a mushroom cloud, at least I can say I tried. <laughs> That's good, man. That's good, man. At least you can say you tried. And um, I had nothing but respect for Mr. Young. I mean, um, let's say this. He gets my endorsement. That's all I'll say. Um, he he needs to, and he's too far into it at this point, because on first thing he led with on KET was, the, was like Ukraine and Russia. 
And I'm like, I'm like, Jeff, you want to abolish the CIA? You want to impeach the justices? Lead with that. I know, man. Don't, don't lead with like, like we get it. All right, you work for the FSB, but like, don't don't lead with that if you're trying to appeal to people. If you're trying to win, because, uh, like you can't you can't just be appealing to like a bunch of niche people on Twitter, which is what he's doing right now. Well, I mean, this is I think maybe why Jeff Young has not really made it that far, like in the first in like the last sixteen years. Yeah, you know, I mean, peace and love to him. I don't think he, you know, but let me say this. He's got he's got a winning formula. He's made it this far. He's got a formula. Bring it home, Jeff. And we support him. We'll support him because he wants to abolish the CIA. They were like, why do you want to abolish the CIA? And he was like, the CIA is like the number one terrorist organization that has ever existed in the history of humanity. And I was like, okay, Jeff. All right. And then they just kind of dropped it after that. They're like, let's not talk about this anymore. Um, and we're not going to talk about this anymore. We're done with Jeff Young talk. Oh, okay. It's over. Good, good luck, man. I'm sure we'll be talking. Yeah, for this episode. Yeah, for the episode. I'm sure <coughs> we will come back. Folks, have you applied for your student loan debt relief thing or whatever? I have not. No, this is a question to the oh. people. Um, it's out there. You should fill out the form. That's or your FAFSA. Is the FAFSA's out. Yeah, or your FAFSA. Okay, whatever. Um, I don't know. I just forget. You know, it took me. I had to. Someone had to tell me the form was open online. Mm. So I'm telling you, using my platform to try to do some good in this world. You know, mm. I'm showing up. I'm doing the time. What's the next article? Um, there is uh, 25 million dollars out for uh, economic improvement projects in Eastern Kentucky. Okay. Um, it's called SOAR, Shaping Our Appalachian Region. Oh, fuck those guys, man. Um, and it's like, I think... Um, so let's see whatever True Bullies episode recently where they talked about it. How oh, did they talk about this on they True did, Bullies? They talked to... They've, I mean, they've talked about just SOAR before, generally. Oh, yeah. Well, Those guys are, like, fucked up. Yeah. So Hal Rogers is involved in this. Yes, of He's course. He's got his little, his little grimy little hands all over Dude, SOAR. Um, so, yeah, they got some more projects. Um Six million to cold storage LLC for a facility in Martin County to store, sort, and package apples. Um, okay. One million to CMH twenty three workforce and development, a workforce and tourism development project for a broadcasting studio in uh, at the Mount Arts Center in Prestonburg to promote local talent and provide vocational training. That one I I can get behind the the broadcasting studio. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. $40.6 million for the Elliott County Fiscal Court to build an emergency services 911 center. Okay. Uh, $1 million for McGoffin County Fiscal Court for a site for an industrial building. Unspecified. Unspecified. Maybe it's the aluminum mill. <laughs> God, uh, <laughs> wouldn't Andy Bashir like to see that? Dude, I mean, I kn- God, I mean, talk, I can't not every, I mean, that fucking... The mill. We could have had something. Folks, we could have had the world's largest aluminum mill right here in Kentucky. Providing how many jobs? A lot. Probably an amount. Yes. I, I mean, the, the state needs to undertake it as an enterprise. I mean, simply put. That's Nine. an easy easy solution. Exactly. It's just... It's just oh, oh, I need to, you need to run the state like a business? No problem. Let me build an aluminum mill. Um, what, okay, so a money like, printer, man. There's nationalized at a national level. There is 
municipalize? What is the state level? Dude, I would just probably just call it national. I think... Publicize? Expropriate. Expropriate? Expropriate. Um, $900,000 to impact outdoor adventures for additions to a tourism facility in Clay County, including a multi- multi-purpose building and a free and a, a treetop <sighs> adventure course. Whatever. $1.2 million to the Kentucky Communities Education Opportunity Council in Knox County, the Southeastern Transportation Training Center, to develop a training facility for commercial driver's licenses and diesel mechanics. All right. Useful skills. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's that's what's going on with SOAR. Yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> this one is just kind of like a public service announcement. Okay. Um, if you are an adult on Medicaid. Yeah. Um, you have expanded coverage. Oh. Yeah. Go, 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 go team, man. <clears throat> Andy Bashir announced on uh, Thursday extended Medicaid coverage for dental, vision, and hearing care to hundreds of thousands of Kentucky adults, <sighs> saying the sweeping initiative will remove... Uh, some of the health-related obstacles keeping people from getting jobs. You can just do that? The governor of Kentucky could have just... He can just do that? The expansion will cover about 900,000 adults enrolled in the state's Medicaid program, the Democratic governor said at his weekly news conference. Okay. They will be eligible for the extended benefits starting January 1st, 2023, with no special enrollment period needed. So maybe it's like a federal thing. I don't know why he's. Fr- yeah, it's if they're. I sw- it, are they framing it like? Okay. Anyway, anyway. Bashir, Bashir link good health to a good workforce. Um, if you can't see, it's really hard to work. If you can't hear the instructions you're getting, it's really hard to work. <laughs> no. If you have no massive shit. dental problems that are creating major pain or other complications, it's really hard to work. Oh my god. Um, you know what? If you know if Bashir loses. I'm gonna miss his little quotes, his little his little things. Yeah, it is true. No one's got a speechwriter like Bashir, you know. I don't think he has a speechwriter. Well, that's what's got... so. He maybe we could hire him as as like a writer for Lame. Yeah. Um, he would probably not be that good though. He would probably have a lot of difficulty like doing like not that we're like geniuses, but probably have a lot of difficulties like critical thinking he said uh the federal government will pay for the vast majority of expanded care the governor said the remainder of the costs can be absorbed by the state's medicaid budget which is healthy it will have no significant impact on kentucky's budget the the governor said it will require no changes to our budget in the next legislative session in other words it's easily affordable which means we absolutely should do it federal funds will cover 90 percent of the initiatives 36 million in annual costs Hold on. So you're just doing it. So they have nearly a million people enrolled in this, and it only it costs. There's only a million people that are eligible for it. Well, uh, I mean that's nine hundred thousand, but for for Medicaid. Um, wait, there's hold like, on. Out there's of, only a million people in Medicaid in this. There's two million people in Kentucky. There's only two million people in the state. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's Shut like five. Up. There's it's five like, million. There's two million. There's two and a half million registered voters. I think. There's five, four or five million people in Kentucky. Okay, so one in every five person. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a bit better. I was like, one in every two. Oh my god, one in every two would be all right. I'd be yeah. kind of sick. But like, let's just let's just it like would think be about Medicare this. for almost everyone. So it's like almost a million people at thirty six million people. So like, or thirty six million dollars. It's not bad. It's like that's not that's bucks pretty per person. Pretty good, I would say. How are you gonna pay for it? How, how are you gonna pay for it? How are you gonna pay for it, Jeff Young? How are you gonna pay for how are you gonna it. Pay for it. I'm doing. I can't even make. Yeah, um, the State Department for Medicaid will cover the remaining ten percent. 
Okay. Um, the initiative applies to individuals earning less than eighteen thousand per year and a family of four with income under thirty eight thousand yearly. Um, so yeah, if you're an individual who and you're not being claimed on your parents' taxes, I would say I can't wait to uh, be kicked off my parents' health insurance. I got a bright future awaiting me for Medicaid. I get dental, maybe. <laughs> Um, Bashir commonly refers to healthcare as a basic human right. I, the, the way that they phrase that was interesting. Really? Is this a Herald Leader or Courier Journal? Herald Leader. Yeah. Um, the goal here is to get folks to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Um, on average, 100 million work hours are lost annually in the United States due to emergency dental care, Bashir's office said in a news release. 16% of Kentuckians have some degree of hearing loss. Dude, the way that they're like so stupid matt bevin who's succeeded why is this in here republican matt bevin who succeeded steve Bashir as governor prefers a waiver that would have required some able-bodied medicaid recipients to get a job go to school or volunteer to keep their benefits bevin said that medicaid expansion was too expensive the work requirements became tied up in court but andy Bashir rescinded the waiver oh, this is back when he was ag i see um andy Bashir is seeking re-election next year with a crowded republican uh, gover- gubernatorial primary already yeah. emerging. You know, thank God he's not running this year. That would be... Um, I think the best year for him to run would have been 2020. Oh, yeah. Like April 2020. That would have been good. No one had formulated a thought yet on him that was bad. Yeah. For the while, although they kind of did. Anyway. Well, I mean, he was only in office for what? It's like two seconds. Two, mu- two yeah. months. Oh, you know what? I'm just, uh, let's hope he, um, here's to hoping for you, Andy Bashir, next year. But something tells me it's not going to be good. Yeah. Well, speaking of running, here's something that's just goofy. Okay. Oh, a little, little laugh. A little laugh, a little ha-ha. Aaron said, can we do a silly one? Can we do a silly one? And we're doing it. Okay, Aaron's pulling up the... We're looking at the paper. Okay, Aaron is visibly showing me the paper. Um... Judge, this is headline, Judge rules GOP House candidate ineligible on technicality. She plans to appeal. Whoa, okay. If Susan Tyler Ritten had filed her paperwork to run for House District 31 one day later, she would have been fine. Uh, but Jefferson Circuit Judge Annie O'Connell stud, uh, sided with GOP candidate Witten's opponent, Democratic candidate Susan Foster, in a lawsuit challenging Witten's candidacy. The basis, Witten and two voters who signed affidavits in support of her candidacy on January 19th were not yet technically residing in the new 31st House District, which took effect one day later on January 20th, Dude. after the legislature uh, overrode Governor Andy Bashir's veto of the redistricting maps. The redistricting process is required to occur every 10 years to conform with the population changes as documented in the United States Census. In Kentucky, the legislature has the sole power to draw new maps for the state and House and Senate, as well as U.S. Congress and Kentucky Supreme Court districts. Bashir, a Democrat, vetoed the new House maps, calling them unconstitutional. Yeah, we've been through this. Um, according to state statutes, candidates must file a notification and declaration of their candidacy within with the Secretary of State that shall be signed by the candidate and by not less than two registered voters of the same party from the district or jurisdiction from which the candidate seeks. At the time, Ritten and the two individuals that had signed on her paperwork resided in House Districts 32 or 33, according to O'Connell's order. The old House District 31, which used to be occupied by Representative Josie Raymond and is now open an open seat, shifted to the east in redistricting, potentially making it a pickup opportunity for Republicans. Um, so yeah, she's, they, they signed it a day later or a day earlier than what they should have done. Isn't that funny? Oh, it is funny. I will say that. 
Hilarious. Ha ha. Um, I love very love this country. <clears throat> in, a, in a in a like. Um, Ritten told the Herald Leader that she absolutely plans to appeal the O'Connor ruling, calling Foster's challenge a desperate attempt. Okay. We've received a ruling today that if holds means that voters of House District 631 will not have an election this fall. Oh. <laughs> this ruling by Judge Annie O'Connell was wrongly decided, Ritten said. Our armed forces are currently turning in their absentee ballots, and this ruling gives them no voice. Sue Foster is afraid to face voters in November. I am not. In response to the ruling, Foster said that fair and honest elections are the heart of democracy. Y- yes. Um, Michael Lindstrom, Mike Hahn Lindstrom, a spokesperson for Secretary of State Michael Adams, said that if O'Connell, McConnell, O'Connell's orders hold that while it's too late to take Witten's name off the ballot, any votes for her would be invalidated. The local uh, county clerk would have to post signs advertising voters of that at polling places. And that's the that's article. So, kind of funny, kind of goofy. Oh, ha ha, he he. <clears throat> now we're getting into some serious... You, you got another article for us? Oh, yeah. Damn, all right, Aaron. How are we on time? You're, you got one more article. <clears throat> this is my last article. All so right. So that works out. Aaron's got such a great little internal clock for this podcast, I gotta say. I try my hardest. Open link. I don't want to open it in the Career Journal app, but um, <clears throat> wow. I guess I guess the Career Journal app is just really not cooperating with us. Well, this was well, well folks. We really wanted to. <clears throat> this is this was sent in to me today, and I was um, kind of reading reading through it, and I was like, "Holy crap, we are screwed." Um, come on, Career Journal. Can you open it on your laptop? I don't have your agenda pulled up. In front it's of in me. the folder. I'm not. Uh... Okay. All right, I'm working on it. Hold on, <laughs> I'm right. fucking pulling it up. Because what we have, what we're talking about today. I'll just cut yeah, straight go, to the point. Yeah. All right, hit me. It has to do. It's a five-part series in the Courier Journal that has to do with Kentucky's falling literacy rate. Oh shit! Yes. All right. That's fucked up. We got to read that. Hold on. Yeah. Second. Um, and like now, I'm trying to remember offhand because like, defaults like Career Journal app on my little. So I'm, I'm working on it. I'm my fucking, little tracking fucking device working here. on it. Um, it has to do with the literacy rates yeah. of elementary schoolers in Kentucky, and the like l- lame studio internet is is miserably slow. Which um, hey, if you wanna if you wanna just send us some money at uh, lamepot at protonmail.com. I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know how they would email us the money, but. If you send us a picture of a dollar bill. That would be sick, actually. That would be a little funny. I'd laugh a little. I mean, <laughs> I'll get that printed out. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, literacy rates of um, Kentucky uh, elementary schoolers we'll are bad. Okay. Um, well, I'm not right. signed in. Oh, my fucking God. You got to sign in to the lame account, baby. This is, yeah, this is really... Great. And well, I love that we're doing this live on the show. Well, Aaron, it's because we care a lot about the literacy rates. It's good. Yeah, okay. Distract it's, the distract the listeners while we're while I'm signing in. We here at Lame are really care a lot about the youth in Asia. Um <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um 
You know what? I'm just going to pull it up on my phone. No way. You you got the Choreo Journal app on your phone? No, but I can pull it up on my phone without having to sign in. Oh, my God. Well, folks, we've... We've really reached peak podcasting over here. They can't even get the articles anymore. It's kind of embarrassing. No one wants to work anymore. Uh, there's a supply chain issue with the with the articles they're not coming in you know they're stuck in a port in la god these these nobody wants to loading on your phone yes it's loading give it a second we've been giving it we've been giving it what five minutes i've been giving it more than a fucking second you know when i said (laughs) how long have we been trying to do this article five minutes four minutes literally well you know it's it's loading yeah let me let me turn off my wi-fi we're doing it okay here we go here we go we got it Stuck in a belief system. Why Kentucky reading teachers focus on feelings over science. Frankfort, Kentucky. <clears throat> Hundreds of elementary school student teachers across Kentucky entered their classrooms this school year, poised to teach reading with a method now under national scrutiny. According to experts, uh, and actually it's harmful to struggling readers. This means that thousands of Kentucky public school students may fall further behind in their learning, continuing in a troubling downward trend in the state's literacy levels. Okay. Even before the pandemic disrupted in school, or disrupted school, one in five third graders failed the state reading test. Go team. All right. Responsibility for improving Kentucky. So that's a, uh, what is it? 80%? Yeah. Wait, one in five failed? One in five failed. So So 80% 80 literacy rate. Responsibility for improving Kentucky's reading rates, uh, reading rates, Rest with those charged with teacher training, uh, the state's colleges and universities, as well as little-known yet well-financed state literacy group created in 1998, a Courier Journal investigation found. The director of that group, the Collaborative Center for Literacy Development, CL, CCLD, okay. based at the University of Kentucky, has publicly opposed what a new state literacy law is intended to do, ensure all Kentucky educators teach reading based on science, not on feeling or belief. Um if teachers are happy with what they are doing, why interfere? CCLD Executive Director George Ruby asked lawmakers in June. Representative T- Tina Bojanowski, a Louisville Democrat, was at that June meeting. She co-sponsored legislation. Um, she said there are practices that teachers are trained on and that curriculum is guiding them to do. They are just not supported by current research. She co-sponsored legislation along with two Republicans that became the 2022 Read to Succeed Act, Kentucky's new literacy law. The intent of the law, she and her other sponsors said, was to ensure Kentucky kids are being taught to read based on brain science. It starts with training teachers, she said. Uh, Upset over low reading scores and the training their teachers have received, some school districts scattered across Kentucky are taking matters into their own hands. These districts, such as rural Hancock County, are paying to retain teacher, retrain teachers in science-based reading. Um, I think Budzianowski is actually like a like a teacher, like a former teacher. Um, which I don't know. That's just like an interesting little fact. Curious. <clears throat> there are practices that teachers are trained on, um, and, and yeah, they're basically they're teaching their feelings. Uh, Herbie, Kentucky Stop Literacy Research thinks otherwise. That things some kids are doing better than others. People will take any opportunity to make <clears throat> much of a data point to claim that there's a crisis. 
and that's a mistake, he told the Career Journal. Some kids are doing better than others, he said. Critics don't have enough grasp of the statistics to understand this, and people can peddle all kinds of crisis narratives that really aren't legitimate, and what's unfortunate is that distracts us from what we ought to be doing. There's a giant image. Big image for the because you can't read. For certain student groups, scores were considerably... Uh, oh, yeah, here we go. Kentucky's pre, pre-pandemic reading scores were on par with the national average, but it's a low bar. Only 35% of fourth graders in the state were considered proficient readers in 2019. That can't be good, right? For certain student groups, scores were considerably worse. Just 14% of, of Kentucky's roughly 5,500 black fourth graders scored proficient or better. That figure means about 4,700 black students in the state were not prepared to access grade-level content in 2019. Okay. Um, I, put little, I put little humans next to those numbers, and that's a lot of kids, said Amanda Ellis, vice president of policy and programs for preschool through college at Kentucky's Council on Post-Secondary Education. Okay. In a, in a situation like we're in, Kentucky... Former Kentucky Education Commissioner, they just keep adding more people to the story, where large numbers of kids were leaving elementary school reading well below grade level, and the majority of kids of color are below grade level. There has to be some accountability for improvement. Um, CCLD is a collaborative, co- collaborative, a collaborative between education faculty at state's eight public universities. The center is tasked by law with providing Kentucky teachers ongoing training and information on the best way possible to get teaching to teach children to read. Um, so yeah, they're they're working on it, I guess. Um, but the uh, the reading is is not great. Um, and you know what I would like to see? I would like to get those kids reading in school. Get them reading Marx. Get them reading Engels. Get them reading Lenin. Um, maybe not Lenin. Save that for high school. Um, get them. Show them. Um, what is it? Uh, value, price, and profit. That's a pretty easy read. Um, <laughs> to build build literacy among the masses. You know who has a hundred percent literacy rate? Cuba. You know say... who had a hundred percent literacy rate in nineteen fifty? The Soviet Union. Um, and uh, kind of embarrassing that the uh, state of Kentucky does not have a hundred percent literacy rate. Hey, not to talk about something entirely else before we shoot this podcast like a horse with a broken leg. Uh-huh. Um, Tark. Union just authorized a strike vote like today. Tark Union? Um, the people, I'm assuming just the bus drivers in Louisville. I don't know if there's anyone Whoa. else. Yeah. So they've, they've authorized a strike and they do not know yet if they're going to actually do a do a fucking strike or not. Well, if they do, we have full, full lame packing. Oh man, dude! If there was a public transit strike, we would we would get our asses to Louisville. A public transit and labor, mm-hmm. you know how it is. We'd Anyways. have to. Well, we'd have to drive ourselves there because we wouldn't be able to take the public transit. Aaron, we couldn't get to. In, in, there is no public transit between these two cities. Not even a Greyhound. I'm sure there's probably a Greyhound, but do you want that? <laughs> no, I don't want that. All right. Okay. And with that, it's happened again. Yes. You've wasted another perfectly good hour listening to Lame. Our esteemed executive producer is Charlie Carey. Our graphics, stickers, buttons, uh, I don't know, whatever else she wants to be credited for. It is designed by Claire Thompson from ClaireThompsonArt.com. You can follow us on Twitter at LamePod. Email us at LamePod at ProtonMail.com, which we'll be checking. 
I'll make a crypto wallet for whatever fucked up coin you want to send me. <laughs> remember CityCoin? Dude, do I remember? I mean, what does Greg Ladd think about? <laughs> like, I mean, like, what goes through that guy's fucking head? I mean, he's like, fuck. Because in my mind, when I think of Greg, Greg Ladd, I'm like, oh, it's the CityCoin guy. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Um, and every every time... And and even and even though okay, all yes, right. I it's been so long, I forgot how to do this. Um, and God okay, come on. And even though David Kloiber proposes another harebrained scheme to curb violent intervention, whenever he hears us say it, this is lame. And cut. <laughs>